What's up, guys? Casey and George back in another episode of GBR Live here on a Tuesday night presented by TSR Racing Products, BRG 3D Printed Parts, Champs Performance Parts, and, of course, Syntex Printing out of Temple, Texas. George, what is new today? Not a lot. It's Tuesday. Uh, definitely, I'm glad Monday's over. It was a long Monday. I don't know about you guys, but coming back uh, this weekend was a little rough for me. So glad to be here on another Tuesday to do something um, that isn't work. Uh, something to be with you guys, bring forth yet another episode of the Winter Series. Bound to be a really good one at that, man. But uh, I was uh, actually figuring out with you the other day with my with my. Uh, with my practice tree, how to connect into my car. So I've been sitting in my car quite a bit, hitting the tree uh, in, in preparation for this year. Um, at the same time, I've been in the weight room and and my muscle, I probably, I don't think I could lift my arms probably this this high, but I was, I was at the weight room and kind of getting a, getting a good pump in for the next season, man. I don't know if you, are you doing anything as far as for off season fitness challenges and stuff like that? <clears throat> Not really, man. I've been doing some off-season lifting uh, race car parts lately, and uh, I got to the point now where I got everything where I want it to be, and I'm just waiting for about, I don't know, man, two, three weeks. I'm waiting. To, actually, believe it or not, you know what I'm waiting for parts for? My tow truck, the truck that tows my trailer so I can actually get it functioning because I have a race car that works. I have another race car that needs a motor that I built the motor for over Christmas that I need to meet my dad for to get in Knoxville at some point, but my tow truck doesn't work. So uh, long story short, I'm actually waiting on those types of things. So uh, pretty soon I'll be lifting some exhaust parts up hopefully this weekend. That sounds about right, man. So I hate to hear everybody. I, and it's it, we, we made that post on Facebook last week about what car, uh, trailer, things of that nature. What are you using to tow to your, uh, to your local tracks and even further? And I think I saw a couple people who have newer diesel trucks who are kind of going through the same death additive uh, issues that most most are starting to to encounter right now so i've even saw your issue casey where they can't get the part for who, who right. knows when you know what i mean so uh, that's tough that's tough especially when you spend 40 40 something odd thousand dollars on a truck that now you delete it and you never know what's going to happen with the emissions but as i guess that's here nor there right it's unbelievable man it's uh, it's unbelievable it, the life decisions you would make looking back on things uh I mean, I'm sure we'd change a whole lot of things in our lives, but uh, that's one of them for me, I can tell you that. <laughs> right, right. So guys, I know you've been with us this whole winter, and I know it because there's nothing else to do. You can hit the practice tree, or you can tune in to going bracket racing if you're a bracket racing fan, you know. Um, hopefully you have already hit the like and subscribe button. We're at 990 subscribers right now so we're 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 picking on that 1000 subscriber mark we're right there guys we can't appreciate you enough for what you've done as far as for helping us there so but i got a guess for you guys casey and i here at going bracket race youtube channel i'm i know you've heard of drag coverage everybody's heard of drag coverage uh, at least if you're in the bracket racing industry for sure uh, none other than tj pruitt himself of drag coverage welcome to the show tj hey welcome 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 I am glad to be here. Yes, sir. <laughs> it's, yes. it's, it's kind of funny. I've got the video here. It's kind of lagging, but just wanted to make sure I look good on the live feed. How do I look? <laughs> <laughs> We're ready to roll. Better yeah, me, man. Better me. 
So yeah, we won't hold you up long, TJ. We know you got uh, something going on. You might be in the air. I'll let you tell them uh, throughout the stream what you got going on if you would like. Uh, but definitely have about uh, a nice little uh, list of questions here to ask you. And we always start with this one question. How did you get into bracket racing? The the What I would consider the best of the drag racing tree, but that's just me. I, I, I have an opinion now. How'd you get stuck uh, uh, and, and bit by the bug? So it's interesting that you invite a guy that both bracket races and heads up races. So I'm biased. I'm biased. <laughs> I'm going to put this out here, and I hope, uh, and I just shared it on drag coverage, and uh, so my followers, are I, they'll probably take this to the grave, but I will say this. Let it be known that my favorite sport of drag racing is bracket racing. Yeah, I am a bracket racer by heart. So I will tell you that. I'm a bracket racer by heart. Let that let that be stood. So you asked the question, how did I get into bracket racing specifically? And it's, I've got kind of an interesting story more than anything. And so and I'll keep it kind of brief and you let me know because I like to ramble. I'll go ahead and tell you. you hey, see, man, we both like to ramble. It's all good. Stuff, so you see me with that stuff. But so my dad street raced back in the day. He'd throw us on the back of the truck and say, guys, Let's go, let's go street race. We'd hook a chain to the car, go down the track. But he realized that was not safe for his kid to be doing it. <laughs> but he'd take us to the racetrack. Man, I'd get there and I'd help teams. Because at the time, we couldn't afford a car. So I'd help all these teams. I remember the first time I saw a rear engine dragster. Actually, the first bracket dragster that I saw was a front engine dragster. You talk about fascinated. I, could, I said, that's what I want. I want a dragster. So that went on. I would help different teams. Uh, this this legend, I consider a legend. His name is uh, Hatcher. He had this rear engine hardtail dragster. Stacks out the hood. He'd do the long smoky burnouts. You know, I'd help the team out. You wouldn't believe. I thought I was on some type of NHRA top fuel team. But that's kind of where I grew my love for bracket racing, is being there every Saturday night. I would find a team to help. And, and we'd go several, if we won one round, I thought I was on top of the world. So that went on, that went on, that went on. I said I wanted to go to college so that I can afford this, this expensive hobby that I really wanted to do. I've always dreamed of having a dragster. I go to Auburn, major in electrical engineer, engineering, and uh, get a job. So guess what I buy? Can anyone guess what I buy when I got my first job? A door car. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> What I like. <laughs> what they call those? Uh, they called them extension ladders. Didn't didn't Jed say that the other day? <laughs> oh man, I bought a dragster. So don't say that word around here. Door car. You no, know, my love has grown for door cars. I, I love my door car better than my dragster. <laughs> that's that's kind of where it started. That love being a child, being around the bracket racing scene, and uh, and I'll tell this. You know, you talk about bracket racing, but. I want to tell my story of my first ever big bracket race. Who remembers a time when $10,000 was a lot of money? Not very many people anymore. No, not anymore. Right. <laughs> and so I, I show up at the racetrack to this $10,000 bracket race to watch. And that's when I met Brandon Taylor. Who knows Brandon Taylor? Does anybody know Brandon Taylor? You've already got <laughs> Brandon Taylor comments in the chat. So yeah, they know Brandon Taylor. I promise you that. Oh, yeah, he'll be commenting before long. But uh, anyway, Brandon said, jump in my dragster, run for $10,000. I said, no, man, no, I can't do that. He said, come on. I said, okay, let me go check your car out. I look over. There's this 1986 
at the newest Ridge and Dragster sitting there. Brandon's got duct tape holding the body on. The delay box, when you left the starting line, would fall in your lap. <laughs> so he's driving pretty nice cars now, but just know where we started. And that was my first ever bracket race. I think I got to like three cars. But that's really how my love developed. My dad really taking us from the street and putting us at the track and uh, tagging along with those racers. Awesome, man. So we're already getting into the good stories here, George. That's what we like to see here on the right. Gold Rack Racing YouTube <laughs> channel. So, TJ, man, I wanted to ask you, like, what exactly is drag coverage for our people? You know, obviously, we, we know everybody really knows drag coverage for the most part, but more or less, when did it start and what types of series do you cover? Because, you know, you said you're a bracket racer at heart, but you're also a heads-up racer, so... What, uh, what all does, uh, I guess, is drag coverage compiled of? So it's pretty interesting. I started this site, it's almost, would you believe it, it's almost been, I started it in 2003, in high school, in 2003. So we're coming up with almost, what, 20 years drag coverage has been online. You know, I grew up reading Competition Plus. I grew up reading Drag Racing Online. I, I may be, I, I'm speaking to some of these readers that have heard this, but a lot of readers probably have never heard of Drag Racing Online and a lot of these other sites. But I grew up reading those. And I saw the need to have, I saw the need to cover local bracket racing, specifically in the Mobile, Alabama region. So my goal with starting drag coverage was to create this huge, huge platform. And, I, and nothing against John Force, but you get on these sites, you read about John Force, you read about all these different things. There's nothing to give the local guys some exposure. So I said, I want to build this huge platform and cover all this NHRA stuff and then insert local stuff. So that while you're reading John Force, then you can say, hey, George won a bracket race, which George is pretty famous, I know that. George is the big, <laughs> one of the best bracket racers. You won the million in what, 1999? Uh, <laughs> And so your question was, what do we cover? And so that's kind of how it developed. It was covers as a, it started as a website. We created a forums, a forum. I don't know before Facebook, did anybody get on forums? Yep. Did you get on forum? Yep. I did. Swizzle, you got on forums? Yes, <laughs> I did. <laughs> so most of the drag most of this area met on drag coverage forums. A lot of friendships developed on drag coverage forums. And so but we, we started literally covering local racing, but this is what we cover. We cover bracket racing, we cover heads up racing, we cover anything to do with racing in general. And so one of the things we're expanding to this year is covering the no prep stuff, street outlaws, PDRA, but any kind of feature from bracket racing to heads up, NHRA, PDRA, IHRA. So, and this year, oh, I'm excited. <laughs> Guess what we're covering this year? What's that? Donk racing. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think they came to Galop the other day, actually, and I heard it was actually a pretty good show. They said you wouldn't believe how fast those cars actually are. Oh, my. I am more excited about that than watching Street Outlaws on Monday night. What I, like, I don't know if you're allowed to actually say this or not. What, what do they actually run? Like, because I think people will be impressed to know what they really run. 
Right. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. I don't know what they run because it's no time, you know, mm-hmm. that stuff. But have you seen the cars? 26 inch, 30 inch, 30 inch rims with a twin turbo Brad Hemi in it, blown supercharger, yep. prochargers, parachutes. H- have you seen them? Have. And they don't have any sidewall to be able to actually hook it up. Like you're hooking up basically a solid, like it's like a, almost like a, a really, tractor. A really tire, a little video thing. I saw one video the other day we shared on drag coverage. It was actually last year. It was a G-body Monte Carlo with 30-inch rims. It could barely fit the rim in the in the wheel. They had to jack it up. So this takes <laughs> off and literally pulls a straight wheel stand, pulls it down. I I'm gonna I, I wouldn't be surprised if those things are going in the forge for a second, eighth mile, easy. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I saw one go 490, and I was I was like, no way, no way. <laughs> well, it's not like they're not putting huge motors in them things. I know. Uh, at least from what I've saw, and you're right, TJ, there's not enough coverage on that. And I think it would grab quite the audience to be able to see this type of heads up racing going down. Beautiful looking luxury cars, old school dunk masses, big, huge wheels with little bitty old tires with all wow. aluminum 632 cubic inch motors in them and nitrous connected and, and no roll cage and nothing half the time in them things, too. So what up on the street is a uh, 481X makes a decent amount of power. That's what I heard. <laughs> Kevin <laughs> on the chat that uh, Dunk Master, yep. Dunk Master, he one, he's one of the biggest, uh, biggest guys. But we reached out to NDRA, National Dunk Racing Association, <laughs> getting media passes to attend the dunk races. So when you ask what we cover on drag coverage, uh, next time somebody asks you that, you say, honestly, you got to put your serious face on. You say, dunk racing. well guys you know what we come to that one that one point in time where we always cut to a commercial we're gonna slide one in for you here real quick don't go anywhere we got a few more questions for you hang in there brg motorsports 3d printed racing parts are able to provide you with whatever you desire to enhance your drag racing operation items like safety belt magnets nitrous bottle holders and even quick release delay box mounts are able to be obtained from BRG Motorsports 3D printer racing parts. Have a look at top selling items such as helmet hooks and steering wheel hooks, which are proven to make it easier to maneuver throughout your race car. You can contact BRG Motorsports 3D printer racing parts at telephone number 765-729-1177. I keep having so weird. Here we go, guys, we back. And uh, thanks for hanging in there. <laughs> and, uh, hey, can't appreciate you enough, all of you here, for, for tuning in. And um, I think I saw Kevin Greider, who it is, TJ, who said he feels he's feeling old right about now. So uh, <laughs> definitely. Um, so in your opinion now, I know that you are non-biased. I, I understand that 100%. Uh, we, drag racing has, has really blossomed uh, into several different types of drag racing. What would you say is the biggest type of drag racing right now and today? It'd be big money bracket racing, no prep, radial uh, drag racing. Um, what do you think is, is kind of taking the, the crown right now? Um, I think, uh, and, and this, is, this is just my opinion along. I really think love or hate them, the no prep, street outlaws, no prep kings is the biggest thing in drag racing right now. 
I mean, arguably the biggest in drag racing. It's came. It's gotten to the point where now where we're going to cover the no prep and the no no prep kings things. And hate them or not, they have, in my opinion, helped to keep drag racing alive. There are people talking about drag racing. You can go anywhere. I mean, go to the gym. As you I like working out. <laughs> go to the gym. I mean, there's the front desk. Everyone knows street outlaws. So I think it's given a new level of respect and exposure to drag racing. Some good, some bad. Not all of it is good because of street racing. And some people have their own opinions of street racing. But I would say definitely hands down the no prep, uh, the no prep side, the no prep kings and things. So we've got a driver here that uh, we've got two drivers that are pretty close that I'm really good friends with that hopefully will tag along on some of the races and do some coverage. Uh, Scott Taylor, Kai Kelly, good friends of mine, the Bird Brothers, all here local, Gulfport, Mississippi. Uh, by the way, as you can't tell, I've I, I moved to New Orleans about a year and a half ago. And so I'm pretty close to those. But out, hands down, Street Outlaws, No Prep Kings. I know this is bracket racing, but I would say definitely has helped the sport. So uh, behind that, arguably bracket racing. I think bracket racing is is is, is up there just because of the payouts. Right. And guaranteed, Galen Rollison and Britt guaranteed a million dollars. Twice. Twice a million dollars. So, I mean... You can hate bracket racing all you want, but bracket racing is getting things done. I mean, look at Bradenton. How many cars do they have? Oh, 700 and something. 700 and something. Yep. Car. Yep. What sport has that? Nope. Racing is alive in general, and I would say heads up after that. Bradenton, U.S. Street Nationals this weekend. We got our bags back. We're getting ready to head out after this. They have to have a – there's a sign-up sheet. There's so many cars trying to get on the pro mod list. They're begging people to let us know if you can't make it. So mm. – those three, I mean, you, you can't argue those three. I'd say no prep, the no prep King Street Outlaws bracket racing, and then the heads up, the pro mod, the small tire stuff. Definitely, man. And that's so this kind of leads to the next question that I had for you here because there's this new class, obviously, everybody that doesn't know, it's called Factory X that NHRA's have it. And, you know, I think you're the one that's actually been taking all the, the videos and stuff like that of like the Hellcat dragster and the Copo dragster. And I think you might have posed the question of should they heads up race and let's see who's going to win and something like that. Well, the question I actually have is so it's basically a uh, for those who don't know, it's a stock body on a pro stock chassis. So it's still, you know, way out of the normal guy's price range. But the point is, it's actually something that you could feasibly own if you had a couple guys really know that that will never take over the bracket racing scene just because of price right we did a we did a feature at pri on lindsey wheeler she's got the new challenger it's pretty 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 badass number one you got to get on a wait list not only do you have to get on the wait list but the price is crazy 100 plus thousand so as far as those cars making it to bracket racing no and that wasn't a question it was more so on the the engines I honestly think they are going to make a charge into in, in bracket racing. And the reason why I say that, I really never even thought about it until I went to uh, uh, went to the Million at South Georgia Motorsports Park. So I don't know if you saw the feature on drag coverage that we did of the the, the uh, what is the LS engine that Todd yeah. Todd at Extreme Paint was, was driving. But then you have Jeff Jeff Keen and the Hellcat. Jeff Keen's going what four seventies turned down. Yeah, the poly fuel system, 470s. 
I don't know if you've ever heard that thing. It sounds, I mean, it sounds bone stopped. But he's going 470s. And then Todd was going, what, 440s? Yep. And I'm sure there's some modification in that. But it's got to make you wonder where bracket racing is headed. Well, and, and, and that's kind of the thing is that these engines, here's, here's the really my kind of roundabout way to get to this question is those motors, I have a buddy, my buddy Adam, he always says, man, the cool part about those motors is they're made to change the oil every 5,000 miles type thing. And they know they're going to beat on them. So let's just say 3,000. You know, you know, they're made to be beat on from the factory. So if they can go 470s, like what's that taking a dragster? Usually a best case scenario, a really badass 496, probably a 540 um, to do that. Well, you're going to have to service that motor every year if you go a decent amount of rounds. Yeah. Now those motors in theory, let's say, let's say the uh, Hellcat dragster being a 470 car, let's say it's more since it's turned down, let's say it's more normalized because I think those Hellcat motors make like 870, 800, whatever horsepower from the factory. So that's probably realistic because that motor's probably a lot lighter than a big block Chevy is. So do you ever have to take that motor apart? Do you just change the oil in it and bring it to the racetrack? I mean, at that point, the price point might not matter so much because you could race it for probably 20 years. I know, and I know they had some issues with the uh, with the, the motor and, and Todd's car, LS, it was supercharged or something like that. But I agree with you. That's the purpose of the LS motor, to make pass laps after laps after laps. And I'll tell you this, one thing that's coming that's kind of off subject. We were trying to plan a match race between the Hellcat and that LS motor that uh, Todd has. We were supposed to do it at the SFG race. We were going to get with Kyle Riley and do it at the SFG race, only because of the exposure that it got on drag coverage. I mean, between people reaching, it probably reached over 350,000 people. Jeez. Now we're looking up the Hellcat motor, also looking up the LS motor. So look for that to come in 2022. But I think the only challenge with that in bracket racing, I think it's great on the door car side. I think the only challenge you'll have on the bracket racing side is uh, ET and speed. Who would have ever thought we live in a world of bracket racing where, where the mid pack on these big races is 440s and 450s. I mean, right. you're 440s and 450s and you're mid-pack. You're down 460s, 470. Now, I know speed doesn't matter, but to a lot of people it does matter. So I think that's going to be the biggest challenge with those engines is meeting the performance of a lot of bracket racers today. The mindset of bracket racing today for a lot of people is different than it was in the past. When it comes to dragsters and going fast, you know, and then you have people that go out there and run 690s and win <laughs> that are on this IP that said, saying, you're wrong. <laughs> yeah. No, we had that question quite say, a bit here. You got to go ahead, George. Go ahead. We had that question quite a bit here about the 690, the slower door car. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and spill the beans here. We had a little technical difficulty probably about five minutes ago where everything shut down. So if you watched me move pretty frantically, I got it all back up pretty quick there, luckily. But uh, <laughs> that doesn't happen very often. Just today, it seems to be the, the computer gods don't like me for some reason. But, but uh, certainly the 690 car, the slower bracket car, I mean, I think Casey would probably uh, say the same. We had Champ. Uh, Stephen McCorry was on the show a few months back, and he said he either wants to go as fast as possible or as slow as possible. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? So uh, something to say about these slower cars. But 
in your opinion, and I heard you even mention SFG and, and some of these me mega races, you know, you got your Spring Fling, uh, the, Beyondo, uh, the, the, the Beyondo boys and things like that coming out with huge races every year. Then you got uh, Britton Galen coming out with huge races every year. In your opinion, what is the current state of bracket racing? Uh, are we going to see a lot of these mega races stick around or are we going to see them start to kick out of here? What do you think, TJ? I mean, I think that's an easy one. I think we're going to see them stick around. I know we've talked about the economy. We've talked about politics, the presidential race, and the, as expensive as gas, even now, as expensive as gas is, look how many cars. I just said uh, Bradenton Motorsports Park. Yes. 700 cars. I think, I think it's here to stay. You have people like Peter. They're paying the purses. They do what they say. Cal Raleigh, SFG, for years has done what he's going to say. You know, Galen Rollison. All these promoters that have been around are sticking around. They've been here for years. And this is not the first time they've seen the economy take a dip. And it's probably not the last time they're going to take, see it take a dip. So I think your really successful promoters are here to stay. And they're making adjustments. You've seen, I've seen some of the fling stuff, you know, beyond those make changes, you know, big changes to come with the fling. So they adjust. And Galen Rollison, Galen's good about that, Britt, that, that entire uh Everyone, those promoters are good at that. You know, Kyle Riley, you've seen him make multiple adjustments. I think they are here to stay. And those people that, that want to support them, now, I, I think the challenge is you have a lot of racers that are picking and choosing races now as opposed to racing every weekend on the local tracks. And that's a, that's a subject I would like to, to, to target one day. And hopefully you all can target is local bracket racing. Oh, yeah. I, I think also it's making a comeback just because a lot of people can't afford to do the big stuff. So I think the local car counts are making a comeback. Yeah, well. we're, we're there now, too. Going bracket racing, uh, everyone's kind of been following us here. We've been forecasting this this next coming year is going to be really crucial for the local tracks. And even as I'm looking at the schedules coming out and you see in the emergence of what what you said earlier, man, you remember when 10K was a lot of money? Well, you're seeing those 10 granders. I see 7,500. I see 12.5. I see all kinds of races coming back to the local track. And it's not even that. It's the fact that remember when 10K was a lot of money. Remember when 50 was unbelievable. <laughs> remember when uh, the million was like the OG million. Remember when the OG million, you're like, dude, they haven't paid their million dollars, but they paid $200,000 this year. That's crazy. And now you're like, eh, whatever. <laughs> you know? If but it ain't a million, I ain't going. That's how we are now, you know? <laughs> and speaking of that, uh, speaking of that big money race, and man, uh, do you think that it's possible that uh, the private sector could potentially take away sportsman drag racing from the NHRA simply because they are paying so much money? I mean, what was it? Uh, Tebow and Connolly and uh, Butner got together and paid 50 Same grand with a top superstock race yep. at Gateway the yep. other year. Uh, I mean, I'm really surprised that they don't do a super comp, super gas, super street combo for a ton of money because you know that would have a ton of support, especially in the Midwest area. That's one thing I was going to say. I guess it just depends on the area. I don't think it would do that well here just because a lot of people here don't do that type of racing. But I do respect and realize that we do a lot of coverage on the Midwest. I think those type of races will, will, will be successful. And uh, I want to rewind a little bit. One thing I didn't mention is, I'm glad you mentioned this, is the OG million. And you're right. The OG million hasn't paid the guaranteed million. But And uh, you wouldn't believe the hype around going to the OG million. 
So I would say that race is a little different, just the fact that even though it doesn't pay a million dollars, guaranteed million dollars, but the hype, did you hear what Scotty Richardson said during his interview? No. Scotty said, and this, I will never forget this, and we were standing there right there in the winner's circle with one of the, arguably one of the greatest legends in bracket racing. There's several legends out there. Scotty Richardson says in the winner's circle, before I quit racing, I would want to win one of these races. He was almost in tears. Yep. He said, this is the bracket race to win. So if you've never been before, I mean, I'm sitting there filming, covering the races, I'm shaking, and just the hype. And and so that tells you it's not all about money. It's also about prestige and hype. And a lot of those other races that we mentioned with uh, SFG, Peter, and Galen's races are prestigious, but the OG million does still have that going for it. And we, uh, George and I actually did uh, a new thing that we've kind of started doing on these major mega races uh, live from the eighth mile. The OG Million was the first one we did it on. And George and I were talking, we basically did it live as they were kind of to fill the downtime while they were doing the splits and all that kind of stuff. And I told George, cause Scott Richardson, I think is the greatest of all time. And George and I have had that conversation on the Gold Bracket Racing YouTube channel a million times, but uh, Bottom line is, I told George on that live feed, I said, do you think that this final is the only thing that gets Scotty Richardson nervous nowadays? Because he's accomplished everything, but not that yet. Do you think that that is the case? Oh, he said that during his interview. <laughs> he, he said that. He said in his interview, rewind it and play it. He said, this is the race that I want to win. This is the mecca of bracket racing. This is the race I want to win. And the day I, and I don't know if I believe this now, Scotty said, the day I win this race, I'll quit racing. That's how much that race went to him. He was almost in tears in that winter circle. So that tells you the prestige of that race. You know, although it doesn't play a million dollars, so we went live, you know, drag coverage, uh, thanks, to, thanks to folk have given us uh, rights to pretty much cover that race. We've covered it for the last four or five years, uh, drag coverage, uh, that's one of our hype races to cover, but we're covering that race with only, you know, I think it, not only, but there's like 300 and something thousand dollars in the purse, but we're live. And there's almost a thousand people in the live feed just on Facebook and I'm covering the split. And yeah. You know, it's, you're not talking about a million dollars, but just the hype and everyone was like, oh, you're splitting 200 or, you know, so that tells well, like you. And Scotty Richardson being in that final, I feel like that's our version of Dale Earnhardt needing to win the Daytona 500. Right. <laughs> like that's a great yeah. comparison, realistically, because Scotty Richardson has done so much except that, and that's like his Daytona 500. Yeah. He said that. He said, and so, and it's interesting, the, 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 the guy who won it is a local guy. He, worked, he races here in Gulfport. I believe he was the Gulfport King of the Coast track champion, but great guy, great racer that won it. I know a lot of people hadn't heard of him. Adam Russell, right? Adam Russell wins the million dollars. You know, biggest race he'll probably, for any bracket race, will probably ever win. And so it was just a very emotional final round. I was glad to be there. Definitely. No, I heard that. And, um, you know, I, I think this, uh, there's a lot to be said about the OG and, and the prestige of it. I've never actually been myself, but to capitalize on what you said during the live from the eighth mile event we actually uh have a third that joins us brad gephardt joins us on the live from the eighth mile hey. event yeah so i've known i've known brett 
BG is what I call him. I've known him for, for many years now. And, and uh, so I definitely thought it would be one of the better, one of the better uh, analyzers to have on that show with us. But uh, we, we talked. Ask Gabby about P4. Write that down. P or P4. Can't say it on this live feed. He, he, gonna, he probably going to call me because I guarantee he's watching. But P4. <laughs> P4. Brandon, it was me, Brandon Taylor, uh, Gabby, my brother Julius, and Bo Bodner. We were at Heather Tindall's. The Tindall, anyway, ask him about P4. P4. I can't say it. I apologize to all the viewers. I can't say it here, but. <laughs> I'll check him out. I'll check him out. Anthony Evans says we raced for $10,000 in juniors now. That's so true. I know. I saw that, too. I was going to make that mention. Um, that's that's just a lot of money. They had 180. Was it 180 juniors in Bradenton, that, that race? Yeah. It's something insane, you know. Um it on that morning, and I think I turned it on that evening. They were still running first round. I was like, oh, my. Wow. But I mean, say what you want. Racket right. racing the pot. Right, right, definitely. And then you see you know, that type of a turnout with the youngsters. It's it's alive, and then it's going to get carried on. Watch. You know, we got that many young, young drivers here uh, for these bigger races. Right. And speaking of that commercial break, Capital City Motorsports Park in Montgomery, Ben Willis, the new owner there, uh, big junior dragster supporter. Uh, big things to come with bracket racing heads up and that's really you know one of my local tracks along with Gulfport so I think that track and these tracks surviving because a lot of tracks are closing down right I mean we did this feature on drag coverage and you know I've been had like I had a lot pretty substantial amount of replies but a lot of tracks are closing down so we really need to support really support our sport so anyone listening I would encourage you whether it's local racing the OG million spring fling uh, SFG, Capital City Motorsports Park, Galen Rollison races, support it. You know, Bowling Green, one of my favorite places in the world. Kentucky, yep. <laughs> the the <laughs> longest racket tree in the history of drag race. I love Beach Bill. <laughs> Yo, buddy. We got to grow up. I got to go there a bunch of times growing up. I'm sure Casey did too, but uh, my dad runs the Jegs Super Quick uh, series quite a bit still. And, uh, you know, 10 Tucks is probably still one of the little biggest races that there is in the country. 10 Tuck fills the place up every single year. I think that's probably going to be here in about the next couple of couple of months, maybe. So, um, but definitely. So, TJ, if there was anything you could change about bracket racing, would you change anything? Would you leave it status quo? Or do you have something in your mind that would maybe enhance or help out the sport a little bit? I know that's a little bit of a tough question, but maybe you've given a little thought to it before. That's a tough one, and I'm I'm really going going to uh, I'm going to go with the first thing that comes to mind. This has been a big, 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 big subject before. I would say the biggest thing I would change in bracket racing, and a lot of promoters are already doing this, is getting the developers and creators of these timing systems at events. That is the biggest thing I would I would change. Is getting your comp link there. Whoever manages your timing system, checking the rollout, going through the timing system before these races. And uh, you know, a lot of promoters are starting to do that. I've seen several posts where promoters are doing that. But you just got to think. I, and, and I hear it all the time. Racer, I hear so much just being from the website. Racers complaining about timing systems. You're a bracket racer. Imagine going to these bracket races, not knowing if the timing system is going to be accurate. So you put diesel or gas in your truck. Mm -hmm. 
$3,500 in fuel, spend over $1,000 in entry fees, or even on the local scene, you're going to spend three to 500, 300 bucks on the weekend. And uh, you have timing system issues. You know, whether it's a one lane race, you get screwed by the timing system. And so I would say that's the biggest thing I would change is, you know, I don't know that you can make it a requirement. It's just having someone there from that timing system coming to check that timing system. Not, I've, I've talked with Brock Meyer several times. Uh, he's been screaming at me on the phone. I, we have the uh, night of fire at Steel, and never, fit, you know, this one one weekend we had the timing system fail right before the race. And I'm on the phone with Brock, and Brock says, "TJ, take that wire. You hear that? So they're willing to help. Right? I think it's just a matter of reaching out, and getting them to come, whether it's paying their expenses and such. But that's one thing I would say I would change is timing system because I hear it all, all the time. I mean, do you hear it? Yeah. Well, I was going to side note that conversation because I know this is going to piss George off. What are your thoughts on True Start for Brack Race? <laughs> <laughs> he drives a dragster of crying out loud. What do you think his thoughts are? Yeah, his thoughts are probably down. You're good. You're, yeah, it makes sense. I, Maybe that's a good idea. <laughs> I grew up with the regular timing system. You know, being the faster car has the advantage. Yep. However, I, I I appreciate True Start. I think True Start is great. I think I think the faster car should not have an advantage just because of of uh, the ET. As far yeah. as that, so. I like it. I like it. I do. Yeah. I don't yeah, like True Start. You saw how I tiptoed around that? <laughs> you did kind of bounce around. That's what George does every single time. They make it Last, a couple streams ago, George finally said the reason he doesn't like True Start is because it never benefited him. That's yet. correct. And I, I was going to say it again. You know, I mean, if I'm in the final and, you know, getting close to a big split and True Start just so happened to push me into the split, I'll be the, I'll be the biggest True Start fan. Yeah. I, will, be like, I will be I a True that. Start cheerleader. Crying <laughs> out loud, you know, but it's only bitten me every single time, you know. Um, Praise so. that answer. I like, like whatever benefits me the most. Right. <laughs> yeah. I think most people do, to be fair. And they'll be like, I never said that. I never said it, guys. Wait, but, right, right. Uh, that one race I'm racing and I'm... Goes like, my dragster goes like, uh, it, you know, 420s, 430s. So, I mean, no, I don't like True Start. <laughs> no, yeah. no, no. I hate does. the craziest thing. Yeah, that Peter one day. Does. Darian Boss or Holden Larice or mm -hmm. Travis Laster. <laughs> Speaking of that, so take a side note. It, is it not me or is this crazy? You dial 430s and you're literally leaving first. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, deep, uh, Holden Larice the other day, wasn't he at like fifth round at one of those entry races? Like those, uh, not an entry race, but one of those like. Uh, what they call warm-up races. He was in fifth round, dialed 392, and he he wasn't running 399. He was running 392, and he was running 392. Right, right. It's something to say at how they are so consistent. I know they make their own atmosphere and things of that nature, and the, this type of pressure won't affect it that way. But, man, you still got to connect to the track. So shout out to uh, whoever it is, Mass Traction, Brandon Mass. I know you, you've got to be doing uh, something magical, something just it reminds me of Austin Coyle almost to take it from an NHRA to where he was like the the track whisperer. Man, Brandon Mass at Mass Traction might just be a whisperer to get a track hooking that well. And I think it was cold that night. He went three ninety two yeah. on that track. Look, good. Look how good the fast cars are working. Look how good these tracks are working. And it so, worked. To all the track operators that are out there listening, 
great job on the tracks. But these fast cars are working in the cold. So what can I say? I'm, I'm going to tell you the reason why I have a fast car. So I used to try to chase the bracket racing, the big bracket racing scene. I used to race for a racer, Tim Kendall, and um, used to trace it. I don't really do so much now. I really focus on really just the media side. But so when I do race, if you don't race a lot, you know, you're pretty rusty unless you're Stephen McCrory. Uh-huh. Yeah. Retirement. And we yeah. crack everything. Oh, yeah. that wasn't him. I thought that was him up there. For saying. So I'm no Stephen McCrory by any means. So, you know, I, I, I was in nothing against 520 dragsters. So if I'm driving a 550 dragster and I lose, I said, if I'm going to lose, I'm going to have freaking fun doing well, it. Well, I'm doing it and we'll fly. Yep. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, I lost, but that was bad ass. That's <laughs> <laughs> why down the track. Win the round so I can make another lap. <laughs> man, so, TJ, man, we know you got a heart out here because you got to get to the U.S. Street Nationals in Bradenton, but we want to give you a chance here to thank anybody that you need to thank before you get off here. Obviously, we appreciate you being on here. We want to have you back at any time that you can come back. And I mean, we'd love to have you because you'd probably be there anyway. We, maybe we'll just conference you in on one of those uh, live from the eighth miles and get some real, real uh, ideas of what's going on. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you giving me an opportunity. And I hope I don't miss anybody. But Champ's Performance, look at Champ's behind me. Champ's Performance. That's right. And the reason I want to thank Stephen McCrory, there's a lot of drivers that have been influential in my driving career. And I've won a, a, you know, a couple races in my, my career, but it really stands out to me. The, the driver of the year are those that are willing to help other people. That shows their character. So you have people like Stephen McCrory, uh, Troy Williams, A.J. Ash, Brandon Taylor, all of those people that are influential in my racing career. When you walk to their trailer and ask questions, hey, Troy, Hey, can you tell me about this? If you ever talk, if y'all ever talk to Troy Williams, just go ask him. Ask him questions. All those racers are Johnny LaBoose, yeah, all those racers are willing to help other racers. So that really means a lot to me. But as far as sponsorship goes, uh, Sander Engineering, uh, all the drag coverage sponsor, sponsors, Huntsville Engine and Tires, uh, Hoosier Tires. <laughs> So <laughs> that's what we have on ours. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I run. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who's your tires? Who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? Uh, tires out there. Uh, I'm sure I'm missing FTI performance converters. FTI. I, I love FTI. Everything we own is FTI. APD, advanced product design. And I'm pretty much all of our sponsors on drag coverage. Team drag coverage. Team drag coverage. You've seen the drag coverage cars. Mikey Bloomfield, Brandon Taylor, uh, AJ Ash, Bo, Bo Boatner. All of Bo's family run the drag coverage stickers. We've got some junior dragsters on the team, uh, Colton and Liam, the uh, carpenter. And so continue, continuing to grow that drag coverage brand with racing. And those guys do a great – guys and girls do a great job. And so we're going to be doing some some cool things here in the near future to expand that team, some, some, some competitions and giveaways. But, yeah, that's pretty much it. I'm sure I'm missing somebody that I'll forget. But I plan on coming back. To the show. Uh, that so, sounds good, man. We would. I, I, I'm really enjoying this. This is great. So, <laughs> yeah. A lot of good. Any, anytime you want to come back, man, we'd love to have you back for for another episode of GBR Live. Uh, like I said, live from the eighth mile, man. Especially if you're there, be like, hey, man, let's let's get a little bit of insight over here. Tell tell us what's going on in the split so we can be the first. Well, yeah. second, I guess. Trade coverage, get it up. We'll yes. Get it up, second. That's cool. <laughs> so, hey. 
I want to thank you, Going Bracket Racing. So that's another one I want to thank. You got a great thing going. And I know earlier you mentioned you probably didn't see it. Oh, no, I have seen. I love the episodes. And those that I've missed, I went back. Awesome. Great job. It takes a lot as a content creator to do this stuff. Not because I do it. I understand and I respect that. Sure. And so the industry appreciates you. Thank you. Okay, awesome. We appreciate you saying that. So I'll tell you what, guys. Hang in there. We're going to come back to you right after these messages. Let TJ get out of here. Hang in there. TSR Racing Products has everything you need to make your Powerglide Turbo 350, Turbo 400, and 727 transmissions the best they can be on the street or at the track. With exceptional products, customer service, and over 30 years of experience, TSR Racing Products is always available to help their customers with any of their transmission needs. In-house machining ensures you only receive the best products from TSR Racing. Visit TSR Racing Products at tsr-racing.com or give them a call at 800-394-394. 5889. BRG Motorsports 3D Print Racing Parts are able to provide you with whatever you desire to enhance your drag racing operation. Items like safety belt magnets, nitrous bottle holders, and even quick release delay box mounts are able to be obtained from BRG Motorsports 3D Printer Racing Parts. Have a look at top selling items such as helmet hooks and steering wheel hooks, which are proven to make it easier to maneuver throughout your race car. You can contact BRG Motorsports 3D Printer Racing Parts at telephone number 765-729-1177. All right, all right, guys, welcome back. Welcome back. Big, big shout out drag coverage for TJ for stepping in and having a having a show with us there for a little bit and and uh thanks to my my good old laptop computer I had to cut it into two different segments unfortunately guys sorry about that and uh you know we live we learn and figure out what caused my system to crash right there Casey uh what an episode what you think man man I liked it man I again just want to thank TJ Pruitt for coming on and giving us the time to uh talk to us a little bit about drag coverage what they cover hopefully we can have him on in the future man he seems like he wants to come on and uh talk to us a little bit more about some bracket racing you can tell that's obviously really close to his heart there and uh you might see a lot of heads up cars over there on drag coverage but I think old TJ's got a uh soft spot for some bracket racing hey who doesn't I mean yeah we talk about bracket racing for crying out loud the name of the show show is going bracket racing so yeah we love bracket racing but you see how it's always ingrained in someone i showed up to the track and i i, I was the pit crew and that's what hit me well that's that's how it started for most of us it's just that yeah, i did it for my dad casey did it for his dad casey then got into juniors i kept doing it you know but it kept me in tune with this sport that i love so much i know a lot of i'm not saying anything that anybody else out here isn't thinking right now you know but man what a what a sport to be kind of uh, intertwined with it and make lifelong friends with what do you think case exactly man and uh and going back to that i mean you and i there's a very good chance we would have never met had it not be for for drag racing simply because where we lived you like you were just on the other side of the world from me like as far as you went to this high school i went to that high school and then we ended up in the exact same town but we never would have known that because we only figured that out because of the racetrack it's like oh you live one mile down the road from me well let's hang out and right. then 
look at this. How many years later is this, you know? Right, right, right. And guys, hey, apologies for whoever is in our YouTube chat. I think we got a couple of bots that uh, finally decided to find Going Bracket Racing YouTube channel. And I'm seeing some lovely face strip online without clothing type of <laughs> messages in my thing. So uh, before too long, we may be asking, we've got some, some frequent viewers here. We may make a couple moderators to allow you guys to cut those out of our chat. Uh, we don't have time for that, you know what I mean? So, um, but yeah, definitely I enjoyed this show. And uh, do you know what we got going on next week? I know I do. I think we're we're moving into another segment of the Winter Series. We're going to bring a couple of promoters on. And so we're going to welcome to the show uh, next week, Paige Hamlin. And I'm looking forward to hearing a lot uh, about what she's got to say. Up and coming, up and coming promoter, Casey. Um, if you don't know a lot about that, I do because I'm in the Texas area. So she'll be promoting quite a few races at XRP, man. So, um, you know. Looking like we're going to have a pretty full docket again for the next uh, month of February. What do you think? That's what I like to see, man. I just like whenever we can actually bring more and more content to the Golden Black Racing community. Obviously, the good thing about this is you look at it on Facebook, you look at it on YouTube, you look at it on Instagram, TikTok. You can send us an email over at goldenbrackracing at gmail.com. The good part about Golden Black Racing, it's all free, man. It's all free. We got all these great sponsors to pay for this, to keep this all free. TSR Racing Products, Chance Performance Parts, BRG 3D Pending Parts, Syntax Printing. Man, thank all these guys for, for keeping all the Going Bracket Racing YouTube channel up and going, man, because uh, it is a pain to keep going. And uh, it's like TJ said, it's, it's not like you just turn the camera on and you get going, man. Like we were already talking about some technical difficulties earlier, but Thank the people that uh, that help us out, man, because they're really what keeps this going behind the scenes. Absolutely, man. And uh, special shout out to those who are silent helpers, you know, Team 14, Ken Jones Performance. We have a few we have a few silent perf uh, performers out there, too. So uh, right. any, anybody who's wanting to get their word across about their particular item or thing that they push, let us know. man. we'll find a way to fit you into the program as well. I figure the more we can push out to uh, the viewers, the more we can get away from this whole name brand type of deal too. Pro Max Heads, I think nobody really knows about, but we have several members of the Going Bracket Racing following uh, community, including Casey, that run Pro Max. So let's, let's get the word out, guys. So uh, I'm going to get off my high horse and, and, and as always, in in the the wonderful day with a see you next tuesday